Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. We have some sad news we've received, Quinn. Yep. Yes, we have. It appears that Bobby Heenan, Bobby the Brain Heenan, legendary wrestler, manager, and color commentator for a number of years, has passed away today on Sunday, September 17th, 2017, at the age of 72. Bobby obviously battled throat cancer on and off for over 15 years. Yes, and this was an inevitable day. Mm-hmm. No one was looking forward to it, obviously. And for about the last five, six, seven years, Bobby Heenan, you know, was very low profile, couldn't really speak. And it's a shame. One of the greatest talents, I'd say, of our generation in wrestling mm-hmm. of, of 30, 40, maybe even 50 years gone. Um, we're here to reflect on that. Of course, there's bound to be some... Happy memories mixed into all of oh, that. Oh, yeah, of course. You can't help that with a talent like Bobby the Brain Heenan. Right. Quinn, as we talk about Bobby Heenan, I suppose it's a fair thing to say that he may be one of the most unique, talented individuals ever in <laughs> professional wrestling. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Bobby the Brain is probably the best color commentator ever, period, end of story, in wrestling. One of the funniest? Yes, the funniest color commentator, without question. And the cool thing about Bobby is that, um, you know, like, he is just, uh, he's such a character that even though, you know, he's passed away or whatever, um, there's so many great things to remember oh, yeah. about Bobby. You know what, I'm, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Bobby Heenan was not only a, a tremendous manager. Right. And as we've talked about many times on our, our regular audio podcast, a manager should get his wrestler over. Right. And primarily that's by talking. Right. <laughs> and that's <laughs> yeah. by perhaps also your actions at ringside. And Bobby was a master of both. Right. Uh, he could generate heat, which is, you know... The, the fans just want to see Bobby most times and his wrestler get their asses kicked. <laughs> well, Bobby, Bobby loved to get his ass kicked um, in weasel suits and all oh, sorts yeah. of stuff. And he knew how to play it up. He oh, knew yeah. how to sell for that crowd and, mm-hmm. and give them their money's worth. And he was a tremendous talker and one of the funniest <laughs> people ever. I mean, it's, like ever. It's crazy because it's, you know, I'm just laughing thinking of the funny stuff that Bobby did, you know? Like, he... he, he it, It's a sad occasion, but I think Bobby would of like course. to be remembered as the jokester that he is. Because for all the bile that people spewed at him throughout mm-hmm. his managerial career, once he flipped that switch and he became a full-time color commentator, how do you not love the guy? Oh, he was fantastic. I mean, there, there's, there's no topping him, and and he quick-witted. That's the that's very, the very cool thing about Bobby the Brain Heenan, the Don Rickles of wrestling, if you will. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Right, the yeah. roast master of wrestling. Right. He obviously we can go on for hours about Bobby Heenan and his his partnership. With uh, this other man right here, Gorilla Monsoon. Mm-hmm. That is, if you are not a a long time fan, meaning you, maybe you didn't see him manage in the AWA, right? Yeah, <laughs> or you don't remember when he was Pretty Boy Bobby Heenan, or you don't remember his early WWF stable with you know John Studd and right. Ken Patera. Right, you might know him at least as the guy always sitting next to Gorilla Monsoon on primetime wrestling or at the big pay per view events in in the early nineties, mm-hmm. and they had this back and forth, this rapport 
Right. That is unparalleled in terms of comedic timing more than anything. Oh, yeah. You never will find another gorilla and Bobby. It will never exist again. I mean, we were just having the discussion the other day. You know, for fun, I said, what if there was another prime time? That's right. right yes. And a lot of the discussion centered around, well, you can never do it again without gorilla and Bobby. And you can't. You can't. What they had was, first and foremost, a friendship. Yes. They loved each other. Oh, no doubt about it. And that that uh, crossed over into their professional career. Yep. And the television show they did, of course, Primetime Wrestling. The best thing, what they did, mm-hmm. if we want to get lighthearted here, let's be honest, Quinn. Primetime Wrestling as a show, forget the studio segments, right? Right. It's a bunch of really crappy Nobody cares matches, yes, right? It's it is. A, it's it's a bunch of house show matches that <laughs> yes. they just happen to film. <laughs> right. But it's buffered by basically the rapport between Bobby and Gorilla. And that's what made that show so iconic, so memorable, mm-hmm. and such a pattern to follow after and to have people want to emulate it as time he was on. So that was one of the things that Bobby Hannon really established himself in his post, you know, managerial career. Uh, post wrestling career, he did wrestle. Yes, was it Nick Bockwinkle that said he was just as good as he was? Yes, famously Nick Bockwinkle did say that he might be the best wrestler ever. He just chose not to be a wrestler. Right, like he, like Bockwinkle put him in the category, no joke, of himself because right. Bockwinkle's awesome. Yeah, and Ric Flair. Right, as a wrestler, as a wrestler. Yeah, the guy <laughs> apparently knew the holds. He knew how to entertain a crowd. He knew every he, every facet psychology to be in the ring. So that's that's really awesome. And you know what? That's probably what made him so good in the first place is he knew what was going on in the ring. He knew right. what was going on outside the ring. He knew what was going on in the crowd. He, the ins he, and outs, right? He had a a sixth sense, if you will. Absolutely. You I know? would agree to that. And not only that, not, right? So he's great in the ring. He's great as a commentator. As a person in real life, great guy. Oh, fantastic. People say great things about the guy as a human. Yeah, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. And he, it's not like, it's not like he passed away many years ago. (laughs) Yeah. He's just passed away now, but, and he hasn't been in the business for a long time. But usually when a guy is out of the business for a while, you know, you hear, you start to hear crap. Sure. Right. Sure. Absolutely. And never once. No, never, never ever once. once did I hear a bad thing about Bobby the Brain Hayden. Absolutely not. And folks, you know, quick administrative note here. We are obviously scrambling to, you know, get to press here and cover the loss of uh, one of our favorite characters in wrestling. So forgive the impromptu nature of this. Right. I would like to remind you, and this is not cheap PR, but I would like to remind you that we will proceed tomorrow with our regularly scheduled episode number 49. Yes. That is the fans request episode where you'll get to hear from your own picks. However, however, that episode will not contain the Bobby the Brain Heenan stuff. We're going to put this out on the feed immediately uh, a, after immediately recording this. Immediately after this is a separate thing Correct. so you can hear us kind of talk about Bobby, reflect on Bobby and Correct. you know, just because I think it's absolutely necessary. I think it's necessary. I think it is only fitting that we talk about one of our favorites and he's not just one of our favorites because he died today. I mean, we Quinn and I both love Bobby Heenan. Right. And um you know, we've been putting off talking about Bobby for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and in I, detail, yes, in detail. And I think now is the time. Now is the time. I'll share some of my memories, and then we can, you know, go back and forth here. And I know we're live on YouTube, so if anyone happens to 
comment and say anything, we'll, we'll be happy to address any of that. Right. And I, I you know, well, let's let's go through our thoughts first before we get into any of that, because we do have a comment. But um, OK, let's. Let's hold off. Sure, and, um, absolutely. We'll, we'll we'll get into that later. And again, folks, uh, if you're familiar with our show at all, if you're not, check it out, please. But if you are familiar with our show at all, you'll know that one of our hallmarks is sound clips and post production and things like that. Obviously, with the the live nature of this, there will be no post production inserts. However, it is possible. Maybe I'll pull something up mm-hmm. and we'll play something as we do this live. Sure. Yeah. Maybe that, that'll happen. Yeah, maybe that will happen. But as far as my exposure to Bobby Heenan, I had first really seen him as the WCW commentator. And that sounds weird. Oh, but really? Yeah, because when I got into wrestling in 94, he was in WCW. Okay. And before I even really watched a tape of anything WWF-wise, I remember watching some WCW stuff, and it was, I think, Tony Schiavone. Okay. And Bobby Heenan. I was like, oh, that's Bobby Heenan. And I used to get him confused with Bobby Eaton, who was a singles wrestler at the time. Right. And I was like, wait, that guy's also a wrestler? I yeah. didn't know they From were the saying... the Midnight Express, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know they were saying a different last name. Right, right. It's like Bobby Heenan, Bobby Eaton, I, I couldn't tell. Right. But I'll tell you the truth. I didn't fully appreciate Bobby Heenan until probably I was in my mid to late teens. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't I mean... not quite pay attention to the commentary as much as I would, you know what I mean, later on. Right. As a kid, I didn't care. I didn't huh. know who Gorilla was. I didn't. That's now, funny. what about you? That's funny you say that, because my first experience with Bobby was actually through the tapes. Okay. Um, Like, I would watch the Coliseum tapes. Sure. I My first experience with him was actually as a manager. Yes. First, because I'd watch, I guess, older Coliseum tapes. I guess that's just the first stuff I got my hands on. Sure. It just so happened. Mm-hmm. I remember him as a manager, and he used to always give, you know, he, he seemed like a goofball and, oh, and yeah, like, serious definitely. at the same time. Right. And I recognized him as Andre's manager. That's really my first exposure. From WrestleMania 3. Right. So Andre the Giant's manager. Okay. And so, um, you know, I just, that was my first experience with Brain. Um when as far as the talking was concerned the jokes i did of course hear that later on yeah right um however um i i actually i i'm not trying to brag or anything and sure. maybe it's because i started a year later than you yeah one year after me but the jokes just resonated me, with me from the beginning okay i believe it. Uh, you hey. know uh 10 11 years old or whatever mm-hmm. I, I, and that was probably the brain's appeal is that he could make a kid laugh and an adult laugh that's a good point. I, you know what? The earliest, I think, funny memory of him I have was WrestleMania 9 when he's riding the camel backwards. Yes. Only Bobby Heenan, this speaks to his comedic talent, only Bobby Heenan could take riding an animal backwards and turning it into the worst thing in the world. Yes. Like, he's acting like it's the most horrible thing to ever happen to everybody. Yeah. He, like, sells getting yes. off the camel. Yes, falls, <laughs> and, his, and the Hanes, remember? Yeah. Randy Savage Randy, like, pulls yeah. up his toga, and I mean, he's like... I mean, just, he just plays every facet of this up. And this is a, a trend with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yes, go and ahead I'm on that. I'm not sure if we want to get into it before we do, like, a go, go through the career. Go but, ahead. Um... You know, Bobby was always good at the little things. Like, Absolutely. for example, um, if when for ex- like when he got kicked out, like his last part with the underpants <laughs> and all that. Um, yeah. Do you remember though? There's little parts of it where like Gorilla throws him out, and he's slipping and falling, and like if there's something on the floor, mm-hmm. this guy always had the oh, like God, timing. Yeah. He knew. 
He, he, knew, he knew that something was there to make the situation funnier. Absolutely. Then it already was. Absolutely. And he, you know, he's slipping on underwear and t-shirts, you know, right, and, yep. and, and he, he can't stand up. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's having trouble <laughs> getting up and it's not like he can't walk or anything. It's not like he's supposed to be like, right. have a problem with that. It's just he that just... he's such a goof yes. that like he just, he, if, if a banana peel was right in front of him and he saw it, he would slip and slip on it. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> You're yeah, absolutely right. It's yeah, true. Yeah. He knew physical comedy. Right. Better than he than he had any right to. You know what I mean? This he, is a guy that was in the wrestling business his whole life. Not he wasn't a professional actor. Or comedian or right. anything. And a lot of people have always said he could have been. Oh, easily. And I think he could have been. He just had the mind for it. And no pun intended, the brain. The you know, brain you know for what it, I yes. mean? Like he just he had the and he had the instinct, really. It wasn't even a brain thing. It was a, he just knew. You're either born with it or you're not, I think, yes. in a lot of cases. And you know what the impressive thing about him is, is he didn't even graduate eighth grade, Quinn. I, he, True he, story. He looks, and he, the the way he carries himself, it's just a, it's just in him kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. He just, he, it's like street smarts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he just knows. There's never been anyone quite like him. No. Not at all. The closest thing on a managerial level and a talker, maybe like a Jim Cornette or a Paul Heyman. Right. But both, not even close, though. But they're still not Bobby Heenan. No. Great talkers, great managers, great knowledge of the business, obviously. Right. But there's only been one Bobby Heenan. And one of the things that I always liked about him was in 1992 and 93, mm-hmm. his managerial role of Ric Flair. Ah. Oh. Just great. But he would never go to ringside with him, really. And he yeah. was really just a pain in the balls from... He was a cheerleader. Yeah, from the broadcast booth or from primetime, you know, right. with the roundtable version of primetime. Yes, yes. Him and Perfect would sit right. next to each other and, like, advocate for yes. Ric Flair. No doubt about it. You know how Paul yeah. Heyman is an advocate for Brock Lesnar? Bobby was an unofficial <laughs> yeah. advocate for Ric Flair. And and I'll never forget Bobby Heenan's commentary. This is what cemented him, I think, as one of the greatest commentators ever. I think I know what you're going to say. Rumble 92 and WrestleMania 8. Right. That is his tour de force. That's his... Um, I, I, it's not his swan song because he didn't leave, no, no, but no. It, it's his masterpiece. That's his ma- that is his Michelangelo, right? Yeah. That is his Mona Lisa, whatever right. you want to call it. He is phenomenal at both of those events with oh. and made part impossible by Gorilla Monsoon. Well, he is Gorilla the playoff. Who knew how to tweak those buttons, you know, how yeah. to play off them. Like, Barbarian doesn't like flair. You yes, know, and like, yes. he all just, these little He just lines. screws with him the whole time, but yep. Brain is, he's playing right into it. And it, it, he sounds. I've never heard someone in a wrestling like thing in general mm-hmm. be that concerned. Right. Like, <laughs> if you watch WWF now, you could even have Paul Heyman. I can't even imagine Paul being able to convey the concern at every single moment that Ric Flair is about to get eliminated in that Royal Rumble. For an hour. For an hour long, and it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And then when he does win. The celebration, and I'm going to see if we can find any clips here to put in. But Quinn, as far as Bobby Heenan as a commentator, I want you. To, I want to get your thoughts here. Okay. We both also really like Jesse Ventura, right? No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And when we did our Rushmore of commentators, I think Ventura might have went in first. Okay. Ventura was the first heel commentator, no doubt about it. 
Of that, I mean, of, I, yeah, no, he was of that type. I, I mean, guess. yeah, because Grand Wizard, I think, was an yeah. announcer sometimes, but who cares? Yeah, but <laughs> but Ventura and Heenan, people compare them. I don't compare them because they're different. Ah, oh, they're very different. Vin- um, it, it, it's it's just night and day. Jesse is a serious wrestler who is perturbed by a non-wrestler calling things. <laughs> right, like McMahon in that and case. Right, he'll, he'll get pushy. He'll get physical. Yeah. Um, like, and, what do you know, McMahon? You've the, never been in the ring. The aspect that's different about that is that Jesse, his character is not supposed to be a pushover. Correct. Never at any point in time point, do you ever see Jesse get pushed around by anyone. He's Jesse the body. Right. He it's stand- going to take a big dude to to tell him no. He stands up to McMahon. Yeah. He, he stands up to Gorilla. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. But like, you know what I always liked about him and Gorilla? Yeah. He begrudgingly respects Gorilla. Like, because he's a wrestler. He doesn't like McMahon at all, the, right. the character. Probably right. in real life, too. But he grudgingly respects Gorilla. But the thing is, you contrast that, and you can you can elaborate. I'm going to grab something from the fridge. Give me the difference between Jesse and Gorilla and Bobby and Gorilla. Okay. So, Jesse and Gorilla, it's, it's two ex-wrestlers talking... They both know their stuff. They're like two experts. And Jesse is combative with Gorilla because simply it's face and heel. Whereas Bobby is a manager and he's supposed to be some kind of whiz or something. (laughs) Basically just a cheapskate, a a, a jerk. Right. um, All kinds of things and a liar. Like, first and foremost, a liar. Right. And he's always trying to profess how great he is mm-hmm. how wealthy he is yep but, but. to his chagrin everything <laughs> always goes wrong right he's always the looks like a fool he always looks like a fool his wrestlers will always inevitably lose to the good guys <laughs> so everything he says is bullshit basically but here the difference is now you have gorilla in a role of like having to deal with this exactly <laughs> having to deal with it exactly because, because bobby's there and there seems to be some kind of kayfabe that they don't necessarily say all the way, but it has something to do with ratings on prime time or something. Right. That Bobby is there to get on Gorilla's case. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and go ahead, go ahead. and I don't know. It's just it's it's just a case of like Gorilla's like like a perturbed father. Or something like he always has to check on brain and make right. sure he's not causing any trouble. And every single week it's gorilla admonishing brain for one thing after the other. Sometimes there'll be like ongoing stories like the Absolutely. time that brain gets the boat, but he, he doesn't really <laughs> yeah, get the it's boat. It's not really his boat. It's not really his boat. Yep. And then in the next episode, gorilla pay foots the bill cause brain wouldn't. And then he presents <laughs> the bill to brain and it's like, like four grand or something and brain the entire episode of primetime and the next run is quite literally trying to weasel out of the bill (laughs) and picking out little things that oh that didn't happen that way yeah right meanwhile we've seen it the previous week yeah but it's that kind of stuff right it's that gorilla's always getting on brain's case absolutely and vice versa too now i have a question for you quinn what? Are you able to, I know we're live here um, on the YouTube, and of course our audio feed is hearing this as well. Are you able to pull up the video scope? Uh, I can pull up the video scope. Pull up the video scope here. Uh, uh, let me, let me um, pull up the video scope. It is pulled up. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're going to get to see us watching 
a clip here. Uh, but if not, you can hear the audio of it. It's very good. This is when Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan visit Tony Paco's Cafe. <laughs> I remember on this prime one. Time. This is November 1st, 1988. So for the uninitiated, or maybe you do know, and it'll just be a nice blast from the past, this is an example of the wonderful comic interplay between Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan outside of the primetime studio. It's basically two friends hanging out, doing something with cameras on them and improvising. And it's a wonderful thing. And and, in a lot of ways, Quinn, Quinn's climbing the TV right now here in the studio. In a lot of ways, Michael Quinn, uh, who who is off headset right now, it reminds me of, of you and me. Because we, uh, we, Quinn and I have been friends for 18 years. We know each other inside out, where we could probably pull off this heel-face dynamic and, and banter the way these two do. And we're going to get to that in a second. Quinn is just uh, learning how to use a television right now, folks. But I want to play this and maybe another clip or two just to celebrate the comedic chemistry between Girl Monsoon and Bobby Heenan to illustrate that. Because they're pretty damn wonderful. So, as soon as you're ready, there, Michael, get back on headset here, and we'll we'll play it. Oh, geez, again, we technical difficulties, yes. the hastiness, and all that. But <laughs> and for you audio, uh, for the audio audience, just listen along. It's fun. We won't yeah. talk over it, really. Sure, we might laugh, but yeah. Wait, wait till you see this place. Class, talk about. I think class. I've seen enough. Tony Pappas. <laughs> Famous all over the world, brain for everything. Look at hot dogs. That's the where you going? Can't eat a place like this. What do you mean? What's no valley parking? Oh come on, <laughs> class. This is class here. Look at look at how clean everything is. Look at hey guys. See that everybody. Hey comes guys, here. how we doing? <laughs> good to see Have you. a good lunch. Yes sir. Ah oh, great great. Everybody comes here, right guys? What are you, the major D here in the day? Major D. It just happens that I know these gentlemen. Let's get out here for the people. They, they know me. don't recognize you, do they? Good. Let's keep it like that. <laughs> hey, guys, enjoy your lunch. We're going to go get a table. Come on. Heavy on the Rolaids. Right back here. Yes, we can either go way in the Look back. Look at the decor here. It's beautiful, isn't it? Obviously, Look. Tony's been to a garage sale. Oh, you stop. Look, we can sit here. We can go up there. Uh, oh, there's the spot. I got a better right? place to sit. Where? Outside. No, right up there. We're going to, right next to this lovely couple right here. Come on. Up. Don't forget to leave a tip. Can you handle the steps all right? Handle the steps all right. All right. What are you making fun of those guys for? They were friends of mine. What's wrong with you? Well, maybe your friends. You're not friends of mine. Well, they're friends of mine. Don't well, you, you can respect have respect for anybody? We're going to sit here? Yeah, it's a nice table. What's wrong with this? Let's be close to sit the down. kitchen. Sit down. Did you notice as we walked in all the famous buns that are hanging on the wall here? You yeah. don't have a clue, do you? <laughs> yes. Famous people come in here, sign hot dog buns. Yeah. So I make of it. Absolutely. Maybe maybe we'll be lucky enough if the, if we catch the owner Tony around today. Maybe uh, he'll ask you to sign a bun. I don't know. I'm not uh, that kind of a guy. Well, I, I figured you weren't, but you made some snide <laughs> remarks out there. Uh, be lucky if we get it, someone to come in and serve us. Hey, there's Tony now. Hi, how are Tony. You? How are you doing? Good to see you. Gee, it's been a long time. Sit down, please. Oh, no. We're just talking about some of the, the famous people that have been in, and you know the brain, Tony. How do you do? Well, you do now. The former uh, co-host of they have hot dog sauce time. here too, huh? Oh yeah, we have everything here. But we were talking about some of the famous people <laughs> that have been in there. Signed some of the the buns. I noticed Don Shula was up there on the wall, along with Tiny Tim and a whole host of people. Well, since 1972, 
Uh-huh. First person that signed a bun here was Burt Reynolds. You're and kidding. ever since then, we've always been looking for good looking people, girl. Well, you don't want the brain to sign one, then, do you? Last pair of buns I signed was a stripper Would named Kitty Litter. That's not necessary. <laughs> well, you asked me. Oh, you God. knew he was thinking about it. I understand that, that uh, you've been in existence, what, some 60 years? We've done? been here since 1932. And you make all your own sausage? We make all our own sausage, sauce, peppers, and peppers. Stuff and we send those you all. I think over. there's a fight. Are, are you hungry, Brain? <laughs> Yes, let's go. You are, huh? All right. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We'll get someone to... Can I see a menu? <laughs> oh, wait. I do remember. There is no waitress service here. This is all self-serve. No menu? No, no menu. Can well, I see a, a psychiatrist? We saw the menu on the way. <laughs> oh, look at this. This is great. Before you have dinner, we'd like to... That's not dinner. <laughs> Sign your bun before you eat it. It's going to be hard to do without a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Every time. Sign my... Sign the bun, yes. Would, would you mind doing We'd that? Like no. In case your bun's on the wall. That sounds reasonable to me. It's like eating at the Y. Uh -huh. <laughs> sign right there, put your old X on there. I understand, Tony, that uh, Jamie Farr lives just down the street here a little ways. Just across the river. Uh-huh. Yeah, his whole family's been coming Smart. here for years, and uh, whenever Boy, what a town, run they had, huh? Oh, yeah. Or a swim. Mash, I'm talking about Mash. Oh, it's a series. It's across the river. No, I'm not talking about across the river. Ah. G-O-R. Will you stop? <laughs> What, what are you hungry for, Brain? What do you, what do you want to eat? I'll, I'll go get it. I'd like to eat a Chasen's in Beverly Hills. You know? Will you stop? I'm talking about right here at Tony's. What are we going to have? What, would you, what do you like? You might oh, as well go for the famous hot dog. That's the number one thing here. Just to say I did it. Sure. Why, uh, why not? Just a plain hot if dog. Not, you mind? Just a little mustard, maybe. A little mustard? Yeah, I get the ballpark. Something to drink? glass of water will be fine. glass of water? That's right, you're right. I don't know about the pipes. I'll have a Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get there. You, don't go away, because I'll be right back. Tony, I'll be right back. These windows work? No. <laughs> you're right, I can't no. go away. <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, Tony said it was all right. I could come back and put together something special for the brain. Right. Is that okay? okay oh, I'm going to make him something... Really, really oh, good, hon. Right. These, these are the world famous ones, right? Right. Okay. I don't know how you do this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little mustard. Okay. okay. I know he likes mustard. I love that this is on Onions. TV. Yeah, Actually, he said he didn't want anything on it. Okay. <laughs> Wait till he sees this. Now, the key ingredient. Where's the really hot stuff? Okay, the hot dog sauce, right? That's really hot. Right. Oh. You're going to love this. <laughs> That's about the amount you normally put on? Oh, good. We'll take another one or two of these then. Brain, I hope you're ready for the... Thank you for all your help. <laughs> take a look at this, Brain. <laughs> all gleeful. Yeah. Look at him drinking the Coke. <laughs> Boy, can you smell... Oh, brain, <laughs> I can see you're waiting with bated breath. You mean bated breath? You're excited and thrilled. <laughs> Take a look at this. Eat your heart out. Does that smell great or what? Huh? Yeah, it smells great. <laughs> smells great. I, I, smells. You've been looking around, seeing everything that's... You see Boom Boom up here in the corner behind me? Sign one of the... Man City, the boxer. Yeah. Well, it's not, we're not too far away. The big fight's coming up, you know, November 7th. That's right. Boy, Caesar. what a slob. You're going to have two of those? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is mine right here. You That's yours. I can't eat all this. That's the house special. Can't eat all this. Knock yourself out. <laughs> I'm going to get Leonard to knock you out pretty soon. You won't have to knock yourself out. 
Take a bite. Go ahead. Get ready for a treat. You can open wider than that. Stuff it in there. I've seen you do it before. Besides, it didn't cost you nothing. Oh, nice, huh? What do you think? Great? <laughs> What's wrong? Only brain. Yep. yep. Need more hot sauce? I can get some more. How about a couple of pickles? What is it? You having problems? Girls laughing for real, right? Yeah. You like it. You can't even talk. You're so excited, you're speechless. First time in the history you haven't got a word to say. Why are you drinking all the soda that quick? Don't you feel well? <laughs> I love it. Without saying a word. Yep. Once again, we've done it to the brain here on Prime Time, right here at Tony Paco's famous <laughs> Hungarian hot dogs. And everything you ever want to see will happen right here on Prime Time Wrestling if you wait long enough. We'll be right back. Now, that was just an example of how freaking talented Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan were I mean, together. it's indicative of yeah. Bobby. Right. And, you know, I think it's time we take a little, like, stroll through Heenan's okay. run. Now, the video scope is off? The video scope is gone. Okay, so let's go ahead here and, and briefly recap his career here. Okay. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, let's let's get, you know, we've had a couple memories here. Maybe it's time to um, kind of encompass Bobby the Brain Heenan here. Okay. Off the top of my head, because this <laughs> is of live. Of course, of course. He got his start in, I believe, 65, 66. Yeah. He started wrestling and managing pretty much at the same time. Pretty boy Bobby Heenan. Right. And this was out in Vern Gagne's territory, the AWA. Mm-hmm. Bobby was originally from uh, Indiana and then Chicago or vice versa. I can't remember. My apologies. Well, uh, it's okay. It... Midwest. Yes. Indiana and Illinois. <clears throat> By late 60s, I believe it was... And again, forgive me for any factual inaccuracies. Was he managing Dick Murdoch or Dick the Bruiser? I well, can't remember. The Blackjacks? To, to be honest, let's just say, because we know he, was a he manager managed a lot the, of people. He was a heel manager. Managed and, a Bockwinkle? Yeah. Notably? And ultimately, he made his way to the AWA. Is, is, Correct. If we want to just fast forward to where his prominence starts. He, he became the brain and he established himself in the AWA throughout the decade of the 70s. Right. By the time the early 80s hit, he was he was the preeminent, the manager right. of the AWA. He'd come into his own. Absolutely. And he was a manager of Nick Bockwinkle, probably most importantly by that right. point. Yeah. He had managed the Blackjacks. Correct. In the or what was it? Both of them. Yeah, or, I think it was, yeah, it was right. It was on, yeah, at least Mul- Mulligan. Yeah, at least Mulligan. Yeah, because weren't they also on the AWA? The Blackjacks. Oh yeah, they, the Blackjacks were territories. NWA, AWA. They right. even made their way in the WWF. Of course, they were champions over there. And we've got a fact checker on with the live chat. So if he wants to, if 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 uh, the Midnight Rider wants to throw anything at us on the live yeah. chat for factual accuracy, right? Please feel free to. Or you too, Borden. Borden's on here as well. Yeah. Good old Borden. What an old stalwart. Yep. So as we go ahead to the um, AWA here, we hit 1983. And a couple of things are going on in 1983, Quinn. Mm -hmm. Vince McMahon Jr. had already inherited or purchased, technically, the company, WWF, from its father in 82. Yeah. And we are clinging on to the last remnants of the Bob Backlund era. Right. Right. 
Yes. The pre-Hulkamania era. The pre-Hulkamania era, but the transition's coming. It's coming. And one of the things that Vince McMahon Jr., Vincent Kennedy McMahon, wanted to do, in contrast to Vincent J. McMahon, was break away from being a Northeast Territory. Right. Was be a national company, which had never been done. Now, there was the National Alliance, right? The National Wrestling Alliance. But there was never the National Wrestling Company. And one of the things that Vince McMahon Jr. did, and I have a point, why I'm rambling here. He got Hogan back from the AWA. Right. He took Jesse Ventura from the AWA. Correct. He took Gene Okerlund, the number one announcer, right. from the AWA. And one of the people he took in in January of 84, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Probably one of the best acquisitions he could have possibly made because somebody had to talk for a lot of these <clears throat> heels that were going to fight Hogan. Exactly. So what they did, and the whole point of bringing in Bobby Heenan, actually, I think it was September of 84, my apologies. <clears throat> Bobby Heenan was going to manage Jesse Ventura right. as the number one heel against Hulk Hogan. So from day one, Bobby Heenan was positioned against the world champion. Right. I mean, Bobby, and he deserved it. Like, Bobby deserved this this Absolutely. was the opportunity of a lifetime. Right. The top of the promotion, the national promotion. This should tell you the confidence that Vince McMahon had in him despite never having worked with them before. I mean, you could see it in AWA. I mean, he was he just he knew what he was doing. He mm-hmm. was an expert. Absolutely. He was brought in for his expertise. One hundred percent. And he did a fantastic job and he and he catapulted himself into, you know, such reverence in the history of wrestling. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, you know what a manager is? A promoter. Right. That's what they are. an on-screen promoter. They're an on-screen kayfabe promoter. Right. They make you, or should make you, want to see the match that they're involved in. So, we get a comment here, just real quick. Bobby was a pro, this is from Midnight Rider, Mm -hmm. and worked his notice in AWA. None of the others did. That's correct, actually. He was a man of integrity. He was loyal to Vern Gagne. He was loyal to who he worked for. He would never that's screw correct. over his employer. Absolutely right. So thank you, uh, Midnight Rider, yes, the, and that's the masked a, man. That's a credit to Bobby as the man. With the integrity there and the faithfulness. Yes, he had a, even though the transition was going to be difficult for Vern, yep. Bobby, and that sh- this should say something about his character, he wasn't going to screw over Vern in leaving. He was going to finish his dates out. And he did. Yes. He did work out his notice. Right. Now, in the WWF... He wound up not being able to manage Jesse Ventura through no fault of Bobby Heenan. No, it Ventura was Ventura had the, the yeah. blood clots and yeah, he had a nerve injury or something. Yeah, and pretty much never wrestled regularly ever again. Right after '84, a mm-hmm. couple of times here and there, something left over from the army, I believe, or the Marines. Yep, yeah, yep. From Agent Orange, he says from from Vietnam, I think. Yeah, uh, we got Bill Yankowie here, Mister Wrestling Man. Mister Wrestling brothers. is Hello, here, Bill. Uh, again, folks, if you're listening on the audio version and you're used to the polished version of our podcast, we'll just listen tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 49. You know what? Coincidentally, Quinn. Right. You know what we talk about tomorrow, and we can spoil it, whatever. We talk about Jameson, and guess what Jameson was mm-hmm. a big part of? Uh, the Bob- Bobby Heenan Show. Yeah, and the Bobby Heenan Saga here as we'll go through the next so, couple minutes. So bear in mind, if you do listen tomorrow to episode number 49... 
that was recorded in advance. I know we pretend we're live, but right. you know, was recorded in advance and we didn't know, but you will get a nice healthy dose of Bobby Heenan tomorrow. Right. As well. So <laughs> that's just very coincidental. Little but, little prize there. Little prize. Any dose of Heenan is great. Absolutely always. Yes. So Bobby Heenan wound up managing Big John Stud against Hogan instead of Jesse Ventura. And Stud was kind of his it was his initial Main guy. Main guy, yes. The stub was whatever. That feud was whatever. Hogan yeah. was okay. You're right. Decent, yeah. right? And it's not like he could have put Bobby with Roddy Piper, for example. No, Piper didn't need him. No, exactly. <laughs> and that's my point. Yeah. It's like you can't put Bobby. So Billy and Cowie has a Bobby Heenan story. Bill, type it away as we talk here, okay? Yeah, go ahead. So Bobby Heenan then goes on to feud with Andre the Giant. With Big John Stud as his charge, right? Right. They have the hair versus hair match. or yep. what? No. His no, it was the money hair versus the career oh, money right. match. The, they the, cut Andre's hair, right? First, they cut his hair first, and then it was, it was the, the fifteen thousand dollar body slam match, right? At WrestleMania one, which Andre won, and Bobby's involved in the first WrestleMania. That's that's yes, a big thing too. Yes, he absolutely is. Then at WrestleMania two, Bobby Heenan is now managing King Kong Bundy, and he's in the main event, main event scene, WrestleMania two, and he is. Managing the guy challenging Hogan for the world title doesn't win it, of course, right? Of course not. But I mean, Bobby was promoting King Kong Bunny because King Kong Bunny, I, I, nice I guy, but I don't think he's. He didn't can, have the look. He didn't have the look. He didn't have the charisma to hype that match. No, he didn't. You needed Bobby the brain. You needed there. Bobby. And, you know, interestingly enough, Quinn, before we get to Bill's story here, Jimmy Hart initially managed Bundy. Did you know they traded in September of 85? In kayfabe, yeah. In kayfabe, <laughs> Jimmy Hart gave um, Bobby Heenan King Kong Bundy in exchange for the missing link, I believe it was. Great. Something like that. That's maybe, a good trade for Bobby. Yeah, maybe Midnight Rider can clarify, but let's see yeah. what Billy and Cowie has to say. Okay, yeah, let's let's share. I'll, I'll, I'll read this one. So okay, Bill has a little story here. This is kind of cool because this is kind of a lot to say about Bobby. You yes. know what I mean? This is a funny thing that Bobby would do. And Bill Yankali, a big friend of the show, big fan. Right. We appreciate you, Bill. So go ahead, Quinn. So uh, Bill says, I met him in 2006. It was a Q&A with him and Jim Cornette. After the Q&A was over, I walked by and I got to meet Heenan. I go up to him, shake his hand, and he said, and say to him, thank you for the Q&A and that I'm never washing this hand again. <laughs> Quick wit, he he's he says, did did you even wash the hand before? <laughs> I sorry, Bill. I, I feel like I butchered the story. No, you but did the, great, the point Quinn. is, is Bill. Bill at, said he's never washing his hand again because yeah, he shook Bobby's right, hand, yeah. and Bobby just shoots back. Did you ever wash that hand before? Right, and of course, yeah. I mean, that's Bobby the Brain. That's Bobby Hina for right, just yeah. the quick witted just, and you know, quick tangent here before we go back to his you know timeline. Yeah, throat cancer didn't slow him down. He was still hilarious as as shit. No, yeah. I mean... His Hall of Fame speech in 04 mm-hmm. is oh, one excellent. of the best ones, right? It's funny, and it's also, it's like, touching. emotional. And yes, I wish Monsoon touching. was yeah, here. I wish Monsoon... That line, I wish Monsoon was here. That, it's that sad. That is a great... It's sad, but it's also, like, a poignant way to go out for Bobby the Brain Heenan. Perfect. Yeah, poignant. Exactly. But that's fast-forwarding. But oh, he but, also says, Harley, wake up or they'll throw dirt on you, which is my <laughs> other favorite line. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. back to 1986. So he manages Bundy. Nothing happens there. He is pissed off against the machines. Now, Quinn, the machines were a gimmick stolen from Japan, if right. you recall. 
the machines uh-huh. was Andre the Giant called right. Giant Machine. Right. I, I kind of get a kick out of the machines. Uh, we had Big Machine, I think it was, which was Blackjack, Mulligan, or Lanza. I can't remember. At one remember. point, there was Hulk Machine. There was Hulk Machine. There was also Super Machine, which was Axe. Yes. Bill Eady. So anyway, Hogan's feuding with them. Andre gets taken off TV, and this is why I'm saying this. Right. This uh, builds up to the big thing here. Right. Andre is suspended right. in late 86. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere on primetime, Bobby is like all happy to be a part of the Andre the Giant reinstatement hearing with Jack right. Tunney. Yes, and I recall watching some of these prime times. Right. And it is pretty sudden, like you said. It's about late 86-ish. Yes, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. very fishy here, right? Yeah, it's, it's very suspect. Very suspect. So we, of course, get to the famous angle in January and February of 87. Piper's Pit. Right. Piper's by now a face, right? We have Hulk Hogan on. You're the greatest wrestler ever. Don't blow the yep. smoke in my face, right? Yep. yep. Big trophy. Andre comes back now. Three years, long time to be champion. <laughs> my trophy's smaller. I don't right, like right. you. <laughs> Big like tension, right? Yes. Then Jesse Ventura stirs up shit. Yeah. He's like, I'll bring Andre. Yeah. So he, I will present. <laughs> I'll produce. I'll produce. <laughs> Can Andre. you produce Hogan? Yeah. And Piper's like, you <laughs> damn betcha. <laughs> yeah. So then we go to... Iconic moment. It is, By right? the way, just even that part. And then we get Andre and Hogan face-to-face. And Andre's got his, you know, checkered, tan sport jacket on. The typical Andre. Look at me when I'm talking to you. But Andre's <laughs> got a friend with him. Bobby the Brain Heenan. Mm-hmm. So basically, Heenan's like, don't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. Tear the thing off. You're blading. You're blading. Yeah. And that's... And history was made, basically. History I mean, this being was, made. This, this is... I'm sure a lot of people saw that, and they oh, were yeah. like, I want to see that match. The and, undefeated, quote-unquote, right. Andre the Giant yeah. versus the world champion for three years, Hulk Hogan. Right, and apparently 93,173 people thought it was really good because they showed up in one arena to see it. Don't tell Dave Meltzer that. Yeah, well, he's an idiot. <laughs> match. Match. It was a bad match. Anyhow. And a great moment in wrestling. And might I say, by the way, you might? that WrestleMania 3, Bobby is great because... Not, he's all over the show. He's all over the show. Like, he comes to commentary at some point, and they say, why are you not down there with Bundy? And he says, I don't deal with midgets. Right, Remember yes, that whole yes, thing? Because yes. Bundy was still one of his guys, technically. And Bobby's got the special white suit. For the whole show, yeah. With the tails. With the tails. And he's also managing Hercules. He's managing Hercules, and he claims it's a victory because it was a DQ. <laughs> Double DQ. Double DQ. Now, who's he managing, who's he managing Hercules against? Oh, Billy Jack, Billy Jerkane, I'm sorry, <laughs> according to Bobby the Brain I mean, Exactly. Just like a stupid example of a Bobby Heenan turn of phrase. Like, right. for no reason. Right. Billy Jerkane's. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. We, we still, still remember We still call it. him Billy Jerkane <laughs> right. to this day. And that's the power of Bobby. Right. Really. Exactly. I mean, like, it, he can just say things and, you know. And, and it sticks with you. Yeah. He manages Harley Racer. Yes. As Billy and Callie would say. Yes. <laughs> Harley Racer. Yeah. At WrestleMania 3 uh, with <laughs> the fabulous move. Oh, and you and I just love oh, that. that whole thing. And Bobby's a little quick-witted there, too. Yeah. I, I feel like he's kind of... I, he's not really, but he kind of is like making fun of Moolah, yeah. sort of. Moolah, this is yours. <laughs> She's all confused. <laughs> yeah. Like, Bobby's just, WrestleMania 3, he's like in so many interview segments. Yeah. He's on commentary. Yep. He's in all his glory. Yep. And the best part about it is he loses and he has to go back to prime time the next week and deal with Gorilla. Yes. And I love And the... he's despondent. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like... <laughs> Excuse me. 
And I love that on the way out of the cart, yeah, Bobby's just got his head right. on the rope of Which the cart. the Macho Man does do as well. He does, yeah. Yes. And it's just such a great moment. They're all pelting garbage yep. at Bobby. At, the defeated Andre, and then Bobby with his big white yeah. tie attire on. Right, and they're pelting garbage at him. And more, meanwhile, Andre is kind of like befuddled and just pointing. I don't know what happened, Hogan. Yeah, he's confused you know? or something. So Bobby Heenan... I will say this to it before we move on to 88 and get through the rest of his, you know, yeah. managerial career and into the commentary because we, we don't have all night here, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, we can get through it. We can get through I, yeah, it. we can for Bobby, right? As a manager, to up to this point that we're at, right in 87, right? He might have had a wise crack here and there, but he was a dick. Right. He wasn't really nice oh, or anything. No. He wasn't likable. I mean, he was vicious and we would learn um, what happens when you cross the brain later on in primetime when it involves Roddy Roddy Piper later and on. And Rick Rude. So yeah. as we move past WrestleMania 3, Bobby Heenan does something that Quinn and I always love the kayfabe aspect of. He sells Andre the Giant's contract oh, this is brilliant. to Ted DiBiase in early 88 for $1 million. Right. And the point that DiBiase bought it for was, well, of course, Andre's going to help him win the world title. And also, he's the million-dollar man. And so, he's of got course, the, money. the sum of money must be $1 million. Why not, right? Of course, this it's going to be a million dollars. Great deal for Brain mm-hmm. in kayfabe. What happens, though, is after WrestleMania four, because Bobby, if you notice, does not manage Andre at WrestleMania four. That is shouldn't. still, still DiBiase. continuity. Yep. Yeah. After that, Andre doesn't win the world title, and neither does DiBiase. Right. DiBiase now has no use for this and guy. He's and he's, he's pissed. He's very pissed off. at Andre, yeah. So he sells the contract back right. to Bobby Heenan for $100,000. So Bobby Heenan makes a $900,000 yes. profit. I love that, and I believe Brain says something about it, right? Is it's that how covered. it's explained? It's covered, yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. Now, obviously, they team up. Still, DiBiase and Andre, there's the mega bucks. Bobby Heenan's right. back but for Bobby's that. Bobby's involved in now. Because he's Andre's yeah. guy now again. And basically, his biggest charge throughout the rest of 88 through 89, mm-hmm. most of 89, is Andre the Giant. However, the transition starts. We have Rick Rude, who crept in in the end of 87 and basically he, ascends the card right, throughout 88. We have the great Cheryl Roberts, feud. Jake Roberts yeah. feud. By 89, Bobby Heenan finally wins a title. Right. The Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 5. 5, correct. Yes. From the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior. Of and all with, people. And not only just that, with Bobby's doing. Because now what? Yes. So the Ultimate Warrior goes to, I believe, suplex Rick Rude over the, from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Vertical, yep. Vertical suplex. He comes down. Yep. Warrior lands on his back, of course, because that's what you would do, right? Mm-hmm. And what does Bobby do? He holds uh, the a ultimate foot? warrior's feet down while Rick Rude's covering him. Makes it a lot harder to kick out of a pin. You don't have the leverage. Referee doesn't see it. Rick Rude. Rick Rude is the intercontinental heavyweight champion. It took him four and a half years, but Bobby finally had a title. Right. And Bobby is ecstatic at WrestleMania five. He absolutely is. He throws it in gorilla's face on primetime every yes, week. It's fantastic. Rude was on the way up, Andre on the way down, so it was perfect it's timing. A great transition. They didn't make Andre look stupid, although nope. I would say the whole the snake, snake thing. But, oh snake. Yeah. yeah, I know. But not only that, Quinn, Bobby Heenan gets a taste of the tag team gold right. for a little bit in the summer because his brain busters Bobby brings his own team in, which is Arn Anderson Go ahead. and Tully Blanchard, and he christens them 
the Brain Busters. What a name. What a name. And they go on to uh, defeat the Demolition, I believe, and they win the tag titles. And you know what? Bobby now has two belts, I think, right? It overlapped, right? Yeah. It overlapped. So there you have it. I mean, Bobby now has two champions. Finally. Finally, finally, finally. He doesn't have the world title. Never did. Well, we'll we'll get to that. (laughs) Okay, fine. Yes, technically he did. So, unfortunately, Rude loses the IC title to the Warrior at SummerSlam 89, and shortly thereafter, the Busters drop the tag titles to Demolition. Bobby comically loses it all within a short period of time because it's Bobby. Now, in the midst of all this, before the Warrior match, or maybe, no, excuse me, right after, Rowdy Rowdy Piper gets embroiled in a feud with Rick Rude with Heenan at the helm. And what had happened here in the summer of 89 mm-hmm. is Rowdy Piper now barges into primetime. My, le- uh, my least favorite yeah. version of the show. Right. Piper and Gorilla are now the hosts. Heenan's relegated to Studio B. So instead of that, Heenan gets his own half-hour show right after primetime, which we'll be mentioning tomorrow. Now, hold on a second. You, you, you're forgetting one aspect to the story. Initially... They were all together, right? <clears throat> right. Then Piper got a little too physical or something with Brain, and then Piper was relegated he to He was studio. in B, right? Then Bobby sets up an ambush, if you recall. Yes, and the ambush was Rick Rude right. charging in the Studio B right. with Heenan in tow, right? right. Like Heenan's right behind him. Kick him! Get him! And it's, it's yeah. violent for right. 1989. Now, where's the part of this also where Gorilla gets hit? Do you remember this? That's what Steve Lombardi. Yes, that's Steve that's later. Lombardi. Okay. No, it's earlier. Okay, Steve Lombardi and Terry Taylor. See, Bobby Heenan stirred up shit sometimes. Yeah, and so, carried over. And this is all happening in the same year too. All eighty nine. Yeah, Steve Lombardi and Terry Taylor had a feud. The Brooklyn Brawler. So Bobby and Terry Taylor are trying to work out their differences on the primetime set. Yeah. Shake hands, and then Bobby slaps Terry Taylor. Out of nowhere comes the Brooklyn Brawler with a stool. (laughs) Hits Gorilla, which never happened back then. This was, like, completely, like, uncalled for and, like, unprecedented. (laughs) Right. Now, this is where the brain is fantastic, because you want to explain what happens when they come back. So he's basically like, like, Gorilla Monsoon was not supposed to get hit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes, he, like... Flat out apologizes to Gorilla. He was not supposed to be involved, and I apologize to Gorilla Monsoon, but Terry Taylor, we meant to hit him. Right. <laughs> yes. Now, now, what I want to, why I'm putting both of these together, yeah, the point it. is, is that the brain is no pushover. No. Like, this is, that's the point. This is the thing. He's not the happy-go-lucky, funny commentator in 89. Right. He's a jerk. He's an He's asshole. not nice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not a good guy. Right. Now, let's move a little bit more forward here. Yep. So we got the Rick Rude Roddy Piper feud, and, and Rude and Heenan help, you know, attack Piper. It leads to some house show matches, blah, right. blah, blah. As 90 rolls on, Heenan now has Haku and Andre as the tag champions right. against Demolition. This is the swan song for Andre, and it's only fitting that it involves Bobby Heenan. Of course. At the end of WrestleMania 6, after Demolition 3 Peats, as we always say. Uh, the 3 right? Pete. The 3 Pete. Against Bobby's uh, colostomy Col- connection. Colostomy I'm sorry. Connection. Colossal connection. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Heenan kind of yells at Andre a little bit. He slaps him. I'm the fucking boss. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, you that, can hear yeah, him yeah, say you that. You can audibly hear him say that. I'm the fucking boss. Mm, right. And Andre's like, nah. And yeah. <laughs> punches him Everyone in the proudly face. cheers Andre as and, he like goes away on the cart. Yep, and then he's, isn't that kind of like poetic? Is. The cart from three, this, from three, and he kind of fades into the sunset. And now, as Andre previously was pointing 
at Hulk Hogan. Now he's pointing at Bobby that the Brain. Like, Hogan. I don't like you. Yeah, exactly. So Bobby gets made fun of, of course, for this, but he rebounds with yeah. one of my favorite pairings. Right. I also want to note one other thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. In that that whole thing, if you remember, Bobby, like, he tries to get on the cart and like trips all over the place. And, like, <laughs> yeah. And Bobby then, like, and Haku try to get on the cart. Right. And I'm also, just like, no. And then Bobby's like sadly walking the entire <laughs> with like, Haku, right? Like a, like a proverbial walk of shame. Yep. Like like all the way down, people are like throwing garbage at him and stuff. I think it's him and Haku, right? Yeah. They're like walking together all. Yeah. Shittily, yeah, and Andre, yeah, and he's holding his ear because he's selling. Uh, Yeah, that's right. In the head by Andre, you're right. That's a really good moment. But a couple of weeks later, he rebounds because the Intercontinental Championship had been vacated, right, due to the Ultimate Warrior winning the world title, right. So we had a tournament, and Mister Perfect won that tournament. And you know who he brought out? Bobby the Brain Heenan. And that's a great reveal. I love it. That's a great reveal because he he brings out the perfect manager. The perfect manager, and what an upgrade from the genius. No offense to the genius, because I like the genius, but him and perfect, that didn't work. No. It didn't make sense. It turned into, like, perfect always having to defend him. Yeah, it was just goofy. Yeah, it was silly. Bobby, though, and Mr. Perfect was awesome. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of Bobby's swan song in managing. That's his last really high-profile like, guy. truly day-to-day yes. coming to the ring with them. Yes, because basically what he did, he manages perfect throughout his awesome... Quinn doesn't agree as much, but... It's an his, okay reign. But like, <laughs> his IC title reign, right? Right. Loses to Tornado, which Bobby flips a shit about. Right. Wins it back from Tornado mm-hmm. in, in December of 90. We go to the final big managerial feud of Bobby Heenan, which was his entire family, including himself... Versus Big Boss Man. Which gets started with Rick Rude getting kicked off like television for insulting um, the boss man's mother. Correct. And involves a very funny incident where the brain gets handcuffed to the railing. Yes. And this Hercules, is one of my favorite right? brain is memories. Is this the Hercules thing? This is the, well, it involves power and glory. Right, right. But anyway, so Bobby gets handcuffed, right? And this is on Superstars, which Superstars, it wasn't really known for like match to match continuity. No, no, no. Like storylines, but not matches. Usually things were clipped up and stuff, right? Absolutely. Bobby gets handcuffed to the guardrail yep. by the boss man in the previous match. Yep. Now, Power and Glory come out for a squash match after the commercial break <laughs> yes, and everything. exactly. Brain is still there, and he's offering to pay like anybody. He's offering fans to, like, anything <laughs> to get the to get the, the key thing off or whatever, right? right? yes. And then the handcuffs. The, the handcuff key. And so he pro- makes a proposition to, like, Hercules because he's in power and glory and he's strong, mm-hmm. or, and, and to Slick, for that matter, yep. that he's going to pay them some enormous sum, mm-hmm. apparently, right? Yep. And so, basically, they're attempting to get it off and everything, and Slick's trying to help, Paul Roma's trying to help, Hercules is trying to help. Meanwhile, the ref is counting them. <laughs> right. Now, it gets to about eight-ish, and both of them look at Brain and just says, Sorry, we ain't fucking losing this match. And then they just, like, abandon him, and Brain's just left out there longer to deal with it. Yeah, I know. It's it's awesome. It's it's just a great little funny thing. Because why would you help Bobby Heenan? Like, really, why would you? Because Slick, that was another continuity (laughs) thing, by the way. Slick. There was always dealings with Slick and Bobby the Brain. Do you remember that? Yep. Yep, money changing hands. Uh So that, that made sense. No, it's a good point. So... Back to <laughs> Rude's, Rude. No, 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 you're right. Because yeah. Rude's gone now. Right. So the fall of 1990. Yes. So it's basically the Heenan family against Big Boss Man. 
So Bossman beats Haku. Fine. Bossman has a surprisingly good match against Barbarian. Well, the Barbarian's great. At Rumble 91. Don't tell the IWC that. It's fantastic. Match. Match. (laughs) (laughs) Against uh, Barbarian at Rumble 91. Great. Not bad at all. Mm -hmm. No problem there. Yeah. We finally get to WrestleMania 7, Quinn. Yeah. It is Big Boss Man challenging Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title. And I thought this was a bit of a letdown, but... Little bit because of the count-out ending, but there's a couple of cool nods to continuity here. Mm-hmm. Andre the Giant comes out of nowhere to help Boss Man at the end, remember? Well, he's on, like, sticks or something. No, not at that. <laughs> he's on sticks at SummerSlam. Okay. He's, he's just... Yeah. I'm well, shut now. Okay, yeah. He's dressed like Kramer. <laughs> he is. His sideburns are out of I hand. don't care no more. Yeah. I retire. <laughs> yeah. I help you. <laughs> I like Bobby Hinnon. So a year later now, yeah. Andre's coming back. Nice continuity, yeah, though, that's right? That's pretty good, yeah. Bossman wins by countout. Kerhanig still Intercontinental Champion. Right. Now, here's the thing that always pissed me off. What? June of 1991. <laughs> now, bear in mind. I know where you're going with this. I know you are. Bear in mind, Mr. Perfect lost the IC title to Bret Hart in August of right. 91, right? Right. June of 91. Right. Bobby Heenan's like, I don't manage anymore. I fit him out. Two months! Yeah, I, they could, couldn't they have delayed this a little longer? Coach! Like I, know, I know his neck, Coach Tulos is there. It's terrible. Coach! Now, for, from what I understand, and I don't care... Yeah. Apparently, John Tolos is a great wrestler who gives a shit. Yeah. I, but like, <laughs> apparently, I think we saw him. He sucked <laughs> on some review we did. But he he takes over for Mr. Pervert in June of 91 on the funeral parlor of all things. No one remembers this. No one cares. Yeah. Bobby, though, was already now a commentator. And right. this is phase two well, of his career. He wasn't a commentator, he was a broadcast journalist. Sorry, excuse me. As Bobby would say. He coined that term as a wrestling announcer. So his pay-per-view debut as a broadcast journalist was WrestleMania 7. Right. He was at every match except for the opener because he managed Haku Barbarian. Right. And the Bossman match that we mentioned. Right. And at SummerSlam, he's at everything other than the um, presenting of the belt. To Hogan. Which phases into the next period of Bobby the Brain Heenan. So even though he retires as a manager, day-to-day operations, right? he's the guy, and it makes perfect sense, Mm -hmm. that brings Ric Flair from the NWA WCW with... Yes, this is insane. (laughs) The big gold belt, which we've talked about recently enough, you know? He's like Hogan, and it probably wasn't Hogan. It was yeah, just some was guy answering the door. Yeah, Whippleman or some, whoever the hell was there. I challenge you for the thing with the Ric Flair, yeah. right? So now in name, he's Ric Flair's manager. Right, or like money associate. What was it? He's the financial advisor. Financial advisor, yes. Now, I know that he did accompany him to the ring a few times. Right. But only like early on in Flair's run. Yeah. By 92, which is where we're full circling now to like the height of Heenan's commentary. Right. The Royal Rumble 92, as we talked about earlier. Yeah. Every piece is in place because you have the former day-to-day manager Heenan with a right. financial interest in Ric Flair. Right. With perfect in the stable still. Right. And now Heenan's one of the best commentators you've ever heard in your life with Gorilla, right. his old friend from primetime. Right. So for Rumble 92 and WrestleMania 8, Everything comes together. Yes. I would say the best was at Rumble 92, but WrestleMania 8 is He's awesome because yet. Flair loses. Right. So, like, Flair winning the Rumble 92, that, like Quinn said before, that's Heenan's tour de force. It's, it's 
finest moment. And I we covered it a little earlier, so we don't have to go too no, no, in no. depth. But you, WrestleMania he, 8. He's fantastic there yeah. as well because outside, we'll get to the flare match in a second. Outside of that, WrestleMania 8 is proof that Bobby Heenan can do the Jesse Ventura style analysis when he right. needs yes. to do it. He's not a one trick pony. No. He's not just a bunch of jokes. You don't need to do that kind of shit on a battle cat match on primetime. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> or a Brady Boone or a right, right. fucking Al Perez or whoever. Brooklyn Brawler or whatever. And, and these guys on our live chat know who that is. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Al Perez and yes. WWF in yep. 90. Yep. Yep. You don't need that. However, at WrestleMania 8, during the Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Bret Hart, <laughs> Roddy Piper match, right. Heenan is awesome. Mm-hmm. During the Hogan-Sid match, Heenan is awesome. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do it, right? but his crowning achievement at WrestleMania 8 is cheerleading for Ric Flair against Randy Savage. Fantastic, and about oh the, my the centerfolds. The, yeah, the, the centerfolds of Elizabeth. Gonna, he keeps threatening that's going to come from the ceiling. Yep. Like this big centerfold. <laughs> like, like, that would ever happen, by the way, right, which is funny, but Bobby sells it like it's the realest thing ever. Like that, a naked picture of Miss Elizabeth, like gigantic form, is going to yeah. unravel from the roof or something. Which it didn't, of yeah. course. So, Bobby Heenan, the commentator now, supports Flair throughout 92. Mm-hmm. Flair wins the world title back uh, right after SummerSlam 92. Right. Unsung teaming of Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan. They're and not great. bad. Fantastic. Right? Yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah. And I think now in 92. At this point, is the time to start talking about one of the things, and you know a little bit more about it than me. <laughs> oh God! But this? the build up to Bobby the Brain's <sighs> exit. I guess this is a from good WWF. Pl- now, I don't. Before we do that, I don't want to mention too much about him in WCW. Let's do it real quick. Yeah, we'll do it real quick, but let's let's do it in in chronological in order. order here. But we're gonna kind of shortchange him on WCW because he shortchanged them. Yeah, and they shortchanged him. Right. So we're gonna and really there's only one other thing after yeah, that anyway. So, so all right. So basically, here's the deal: after Flair loses the title to Bret Hart, mm-hmm. which was October 26, nineteen ninety. No, October twelfth. October of 92. Yes, okay. It's fine. <laughs> I don't job. remember when. Um, we got the Survivor Series, and him and McMahon are great at that. They're great at SummerSlam. And that Survivor Series 92, that's kind of the tail end of the Flair run. Right. He teams up with newcomer Razor Ramon mm-hmm. against Savage. I and, don't like that pairing, but I know yeah. you don't. Against but this Savage is about Bobby. And, <laughs> Savage and Perfect. So Bobby is still doing his whole shtick of cheerleading for Flair right. from the commentary table, and he does great at it. Mm hmm. Fast forward to the Rumble of 93. Mm-hmm. Two notable things. One, it is the last pay-per-view called by Gorilla and Bobby. Mm-hmm. It's our last pay-per-view yeah, ever. Yeah. Kind of the yeah. last of the old guard. Right. You know? It's also the last pay-per-view appearance of Ric Flair until, you know, later. Yeah, his last two. match is the Loser Leaves Town match on Raw sometime on Raw. in January, right? Yeah, right after. Night yeah. after the Rumble. Okay. Taped before, but the night after. Mm-hmm. So, Flair is in that Rumble, and he draws number one. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like, this is it. This is all Bobby's got left. Right. He had had Andre in the past. He had had Perfect. He had had Rude. All these guys are gone. Haku. Yeah. Yep. Barbarian. All his meal tickets are gone. Right. All he's got left is Flair. The next night after Royal Rumble 93, Flair loses a loser leaves WWF match. Right. That's it. Bobby's got no stake left. And he resorts to just being a big pain in the 
balls right. at every turn. WrestleMania 9 with the debuting Jim Ross right. and Randy <laughs> Savage on commentary. Big jerk-off, right? Right, yeah. Every Monday on Raw, just a big pain in the ass. Meanwhile, like, Gorilla is losing confidence. Gorilla, yeah, right. Like, so here's the thing. Gorilla yeah. and Bobby last teamed regularly the challenge uh, it was April 4th, 93 challenge. Okay, yeah. That was it. Yeah. Jim Ross replaces Gorilla Monsoon after that. Now it's Brain and Jim and, Ross. And JR. And yeah. they're a great team, too. Yeah. Uns- unsung. They're not bad, actually. They're yeah, really, they're really good. good. They call the entire tape of Grudges, Gripes, and Grunts. Great tape. Which Quinn and I have. Yeah. Awesome tape. They call every match if you've never seen it. So anyway, to speed this up here, Bobby from like the spring of 93 onward. Yeah. All he can be now is annoying. Right. He has no dog left in the fight, right? And he's pissing people off left and right. Right. Including yes. Doink, which right. is matters in this whole like thing here. Okay. So he's pissing off Gorilla Monsoon. <laughs> he's pissing off Randy Savage on right. Raw every week. Right. He pisses off Doink at one point. I will have to say this about all of this, by the way, as you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. This is one of the most subtly awesome things mm-hmm. that happened in a time that sucks. Absolutely. Like, it, it is actually very, like, very subtle. Absolutely. Because basically what happened is this. Bobby Heenan, for all these years, had promoted himself as the Beverly Hills, right? Right. And the expensive clothes and like all this shit. Yeah. By mid 93, he's wearing like windbreakers. He has no one left that he's managing. Right. All his meal tickets are gone. And basically what happens is the summer of 93 WWF magazine. And this isn't, this isn't that well known, but in the summer of 93 WWF magazine ran an ad Basically exposing Bobby Heenan as a fraud. Right. So that he's not rich. He has no connections he, to Beverly Hill. Or, or he, he not was anymore. rich right. because he, obviously we know about the whole Andre the Giant money thing. Correct. But not anymore. Like he no longer has any any connection to Beverly Hills or to money or anything. Right. So he's still an annoying piece of shit, you know, yeah. in kayfabe. Yeah. Throughout the summer, he does King of the Ring with JR and Savage. He annoys Vince at SummerSlam 93. There's also the infamous Survivor Series where he makes fun of Helen Hart. And that, if you want Keenan's like, farewell tour, <laughs> because he knew he was leaving by then. Yeah. If you want Bobby Heenan's farewell tour, Survivor Series 93, the Hart Brothers versus Shawn Michaels and the Knights. It's unbelievable. It's like insane there used to be a youtube video it's sadly not up anymore right called bobby heenan is god (laughs) and basically it's it's just clipped it's a rapid fire clipped of all his comments during that pay-per-view it's fantastic it is the best performance comedically of him i've ever heard on commentary Eh. comedically yeah no i mean the jokes are just flying the jokes yeah. yeah so the night after survivor series he tapes his last two appearances. So he has his normal Raw the night after. On December 6th, 1993, Gorilla Monsoon has had enough of Bobby Heenan. The fraud. <laughs> the guy uh, that has been huckstering for all of 1993. Yes. No meal ticket, windbreaker. Dressed up like a lady. Dressed to get up into like a lady to get into Raw. And what happens, Quinn? You want to pull up the video scope here as I fade in the audio? It's up. All right. Gorilla kicks him out. Some of the comments earlier by, by Bobby 
the brain hidden. This is fantastic. I don't believe he followed yep. your warning, Gorilla. I got good news for you and I got bad news for you. No. Because he's going to the free trip. Free trip? He won a free trip? I don't care to go anymore. <laughs> Grabbing him by the neck. Yep. Of all people to throw him out, too. It's apropos. Gorilla's wearing the same red coat from the Tony Paco thing, isn't he? Yeah, probably. <laughs> and he's really giving it to Bobby here. Yep. For our audio listeners, if you just hear fog. Here, I'll try to turn it up. Vince is very funny at the end here, yes, too. Yes, I want to note that. Take note of Vince. Yeah. First ever on Monday night. Very sad. Listen to Heaton Bang. Listen to him bleed. The he sells the duffel bag. Yeah. My belongings. My belongings. My belongings. <laughs> the plastic forks. Spoon? <laughs> he just Dirty fell over. Laundry? Yeah, he just tripped over the bag. Vince. Probably hated us. He's been thrown out of the building. A, a, roll, of, a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> My belongings. A sock. <laughs> Vince is good here. A sock. Uh, guess he won't be needing that. <laughs> hey. You going to LaGuardia? Aw. Aw. He needs a bus. And here comes a salute. <sighs> Such a great moment. What a Such moment. Such a way to go out. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And the, I mean, that's the tearful the end, salute, you know? That is the end of Bobby the Brain Heenan in the WWF. World Wrestling Federation. He obviously However, had his one last uh, return at WrestleMania 17 and some but, various appearances, but to very briefly recap his WW, WCW career, WCW. and we'll do it very briefly because yeah. I really don't want to spend time on it. Yeah, it, it's it's not as good. It's sad. Yeah. So basically, Heenan was going to kind of just bow out for a bit. December of 93, WCW offers him a deal to work for them. Less dates, less um, intensity, basically. Right. Health insurance, you know, better schedule, all this stuff. Right. right? And more money. And more money. So he bites on it. And in January of 94, Bobby Heenan debuts... With his old pal who was already there, Mean Gene Okerlund. Right. Not a bad deal, right? Yeah, you got not bad at your all. Your old friend Mean Gene's there. Jesse right. Ventura's there. Yep. Some friendly faces. Ric Flair is there. Right. Fine. And Brett, uh, Brett, Ric Flair is there, mm -hmm. and Bobby's there, so the connection, obviously, yeah. Bobby can root for Flair on the, on the mic there. And he did. Yeah. So, Bobby, here's the, here's the good. Mm -hmm. For the first, I'd say, year... Like or two, even. 94, definitely. Yeah. 
maybe most of 95. Yeah. How about that? Most He's, of no most of 5. There's a notable moment that I love with Bobby and WCW in that I know, time period. I know what you're yeah. saying and maybe I'll find it. I know yeah. what you mean. But uh, the it's horse- actually more of a visual gag and it would only go on the video. But- the horseman thing? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm thinking of the thing where... Oh, you meant the horseman. Oh, no, oh good lord. No, <laughs> or whatever. My the, goodness. Oh, oh, that. Yeah, that's what I mean. The 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 woman in the crowd, and she's like really ugly. How do I find that, though? It's like the nitro. I, I Don't worry about it. it. It's basically the point is, is that Bobby just... He was very still very good at it. the one-liners. I found it. Here it is. Okay. Repaid the nature boy. Stop. Oh, my last goodness. Night. Last night... They I'll can't, play it they can't even I'll see I'll play it again. I'll play it again. i up the video scope. Well, the audio folks heard it. You'll get to hear it one more time. Let me know when you're ready, Quinn. It's up. Can't. I'm repaying oh. the nature boy. Oh, oh my goodness. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, fine. Yeah. So that notwithstanding, yeah. right? Fine. That's a one-off thing. But... Yeah, but that but that's indicative of the, the brain that we had. Yeah. yeah. So the, the first year of Bobby Heenan, and I see Midnight Riders comment, and I was going to mention that too. The first year of Bobby Heenan's WCW career, he was the classic, gave a shit, yeah. good heel, funny commentator Bobby it, Heenan. It was like we never lost the brain, basically. Exactly. It's like after he got kicked out of WWF, here he is in WCW. And instead of it being Girl Monsoon, it's Tony Schiavone. And I thought their chemistry was great. I have no yeah. problem with that. I wish um, Brain Monsoon had was here. Ta- no, I wish Brain had taken <clears throat> up more of his hate for Shivani, like the famous Tony Schiavone comment. From 89? Yeah. Like, I don't like him. He stinks. He's a creep and He's all that. He's a creep. Yeah. He's a geek. Yeah. But, you know, nevertheless, he was he was good. Right. He was good with Shivani. He was fine in 94. He was okay for most of 95. But 95 is the year where you could start to see the cracks because he started to sound somewhat inebriated at certain pay-per-views. Right. There's a sad one where he, he is. But Pog I mean, Wild 96, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, he wasn't happy. The thing that, from what I understand anyway, right. that made him unhappy was that he was not wanted as a creative input right. in WCW, whereas in WWF he was. And it's insane to me, and I mean, it's WCW, so what am I Are they arguing? here anymore? Yeah, <laughs> You're turning down Bobby the Brain Heenan as right. a creative input. Are you insane? By that point, he's been in the business for, oh, I don't know, 30 years? Yeah. Maybe he, listen to him? He's the greatest manager of all right. time. Like, what? And I mean... I, I would say honestly, his last notable moment is in '96 when he. But whose side is he on? <sighs> okay, before okay, hang on. I'm going to address a couple of comments here, okay, and then I'll get to that. Yeah, Midnight Rider says his W. By the way, these guys are still hanging with us. So yeah, thank props. you. Yeah, his WCW highlight to me was when he came back to coach Flair and Arn for one match. Oh, that was great. As he was yeah. retired as a manager, that was that right. was true. He was like, I'm not going to manage anymore, but I will coach right. you guys. I remember that. That was um, Bash at the Beach. It was some WCW Fall thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it was in the summer, I think. What's the one before? Uh, Great American Bash. Yeah, ninety six. Yeah, or the Duggan match, which was when he just laughed at Duggan the entire match. Oh that yeah, one? yeah, that's a I'm good one pro, too. I think. Yeah, yes, that I remember. He just laughs. <laughs> he laughs for an time. entire match. Yeah. And Bill Yankowie here, Mr. Wrestling Man, says, what about when Giant fell off the roof? And he's like, I know his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, it It, was his son in kayfabe. His own son. (laughs) His own son. Yeah. But as we get to 96 here, and Bobby has stopped caring, the infamous thing of his WCW career, the one tarnish on his record, the one blemish, the one black mark, 
is that he said, but whose side is he on when Hogan came out? Right, for the NWO reveal. Bash of the Beach 96. Here's right. the counter to that, though, Quinn. And I actually don't think it's that bad either, Yeah, if, if that's what you're arguing. For 12 years, right. Bobby Heenan, in either promotion, mm-hmm. actually probably including AWA, so more than 12 years, yeah. for three promotions, <laughs> yeah. for years, Bobby Heenan had made a career of second-guessing and not liking Hulk Hogan. Right. So to me, it's in his character to say that. To Correct. not trust anything Hogan does. Correct. Second of all, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, mm-hmm. I don't think the WCW announcers knew that that was happening, except maybe Shivani. You don't think? I don't think Heenan and Dusty Rhodes did. I gotta say, if that's the case, then Brain is like a psychic or something. Because why would he say that? He's smart. He knows the business. Why would he give that away? Because, like you say, he doesn't give a crap anymore. That's the only reason. Yeah. Because he's not stupid. So that's that's the thing. It's like the one side of the argument is he doesn't care. The other side of the argument is it's in his character. It right. makes sense. The, why would the brain trust Hulk Hogan at any vantage point, if and, you will? And the non-argument is that he simply didn't know and he was just... Saying shit. Yeah, just <laughs> saying shit. Exactly. Yeah. So, but beyond that, Unfortunately, the next month is probably the nadir of his career, the lowest point of his WCW career. He is absolutely fucking trashed during Hog Wild, right? Ninety six Sturgis outdoor pay per view, yeah, the yeah, motorcycle room yeah. room, yeah. the racist one, yeah. And you know what's interesting? I actually heard a uh, slow draw Conrad Thompson talk to Tony Schiavone about this. Like, really? why didn't Bob Heenan do the <laughs> thing when he wasn't drunk? Sorry, but it's true. That's how he talks. Right. And Schiavone's like, I don't know. Aren't you his boss? Yeah, but why should I? Because shouldn't you make sure you don't drink on the job? It was that type of thing. Yeah. And the bottom line from Shivani was, yeah, like, Shivani was technically the producer right. of the commentators. He's like, I just screwed up. Sorry. I screwed up. I should have tried to stop him. We didn't know. It was bad. Yeah. That's the worst. And if you want to hear that, hey, just listen to the second half of Hog Wild 96. But I don't even think this is the time or place no, to no, be no. like No, but we're crappy. being fair. We're yeah, being fair. If we're going through the career, that's a thing. I think we should address it. And the point is, is that he was unhappy there. He was unhappy and unmotivated, but he still had moments of yeah. brilliance. I mean, hell, you know what my favorite, probably my favorite WCW moment of Heenan is, at least like the later era? Remember when Hogan lost to Goldberg? Yes. Who's w- the big face there? Yes. Bobby Heenan. Right. Who's the big cheerleader for WCW? Uh-huh. Because A, he hates Hogan anyway. And he never doesn't hate Hogan. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Like- and that was a constant, too. That's one thing Brain did well, is when yeah. Hogan was heel, Bobby, he the continuity was there. He still liked the heels, but yes. when it came to Hogan, he hated hell Hogan. no. Why would he like him? Yeah, screw him. Whether that's what I love about Heenan. Even though Hogan turned heel, Bobby's like, no, fuck this guy. I don't like him. Yeah, he was never good. No, for Bobby, it was justification. It It was was it it was vindication, right? right. He he would say, "I told you, I told (laughs) all of you that this guy was full of shit." Thirty years that this guy is full of shit, and look, I'm right. You know, (laughs) and you know, Bobby Heenan actually continued in WCW until November of 2000. Yeah. And he would make his last... Lower down the card, you lower, know? Yeah. But, I mean, that's, you know, WCW. That's but, what happens, too. And finally, um, you know, WCW would go under. And, in, in March of 01. Right. And who did we get to see at WrestleMania? Right. Almost to <sighs> celebrate how that WCW was dead. Like, I felt, I felt bringing in Bobby at WrestleMania 17 was like, yeah. Like, 
no more. Like Bobby can have one last uh, ride off into the sunset yep. at the gimmick battle roll on commentary where he belongs, not in a weasel suit in the match right. or anything. On commentary with Gene Okerlund, his right. old friend. And you know if Gorilla was alive, it would have been Gorilla. Yes. But, I mean, Gene did an admirable job. Yeah, of yeah, course. No, Gene yeah. was fine. But the, Bobby is fantastic. He, he's, he, you could just... <laughs> the iconic lines there. Yes. You can just see the, like, vigor and the, like... It's just like Bobby is like, this is what he wanted yep. for all these years. The in nice w- black suit and everything, yes, you know? he is back. Yep. And, and the, that's I his think swan the Bob, song. Yeah, I think the Bobby the Brain Heenan um, show music yep. plays when he and comes out. Like, and and everyone's, like, like, cheering. Yeah, because yeah. that is his official kayfabe send-off right as the classic brain right because and his iconic joke from there is by the time the iron sheet gets to the ring it'll (laughs) be wrestlemania 38 (laughs) you know we're getting there so we are getting there (laughs) that was the kind of kayfabe end to bobby heenan the brain character right and i know brain would go on to do a couple of interviews and um, oh yeah make the rounds at the conventions yeah and he was also at a in tna a couple times Right, he did. He was he was an advocate for Bobby Roode briefly in TNA. Of in course, 06. you know people tried to make money off the brain, basically, like because uh, yep. the brain was only a one time job kind of guy, one time appearance. Yep, wasn't he at that XWF thing too? He was a sports agent, not a manager at XWF. Right. Uh, but the point is, Kurt is the yep. point is Bobby would make sporadic appearances, but never a regular character. Never again. And the yeah. thing about Bobby Heenan, as we wrap up here, right. He is, without a doubt, one of the most talented people ever. Right. Ever. Yeah. In wrestling. Oh, no doubt about it. Better than the business. No doubt. Sorry. Yeah. He is. Better than the business. He could have done... very rare people that you can say that about, too. Right. He could have done something in the entertainment field, and it would have worked. Now, I know he did his show, but that wasn't like a serious attempt at a show. It was an hour of primetime slot. Half hour. Half hour. And we'll talk about it tomorrow with Jameson and everything. It was just like a joke. It yeah. wasn't really supposed to be yeah, like because, a thing. Yeah, because there was build up there, which we didn't even mention that he would say he was the host of the of prime, of prime time, time uh, every the, single yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, Gorilla was big. I'm Gorilla Monsoon. I'm your host, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Right. Every week. So it was kind of the, that was the eventual <laughs> the culmination, culmination yeah. is that he would have his own show, right? But overall, Bobby Heenan, I'm, you know, it, it, on one hand, I, I'm not surprised. Right. It's been a long time coming, and not in a good way, obviously. No, and I mean, I always thought that was the unfortunate part of Bobby's right. illness. Right, is Is that the greatest talker of all time can't talk. He hasn't been able to talk in almost 10 years. Right. Actually talk. Right. I mean, he, had, he after 2002, even though he, his voice was a little altered because of his surgeries and his cancer... Yeah. He was still hilarious, right? You know, he would do appearances on shows. Oh yeah, he was he was he still was great. great. But I mean, his it's just it degraded, and he yeah. just he couldn't do it anymore, and that was unfortunate, right? And so, I mean, like you said, on one hand, it sucks that it Bobby is no longer with us, but he really hasn't been with us for quite a while. That's the thing, and that's unfortunate because right. he is one of the greatest talkers of his of wrestling. Yeah. One of the best, the best manager ever. Not one of, the best yes. manager ever. Without question. I'm sorry people are like, yeah, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's great. He is. Mm-hmm. We're happy to cheer you up, uh, Midnight Rider. Yeah. Are we allowed to say who Midnight Rider is? I don't know. I don't get the kayfabe behind this, but it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, Bobby Heenan is the best manager ever. Correct. 
one of the best commentators ever. Yes. Jess, of, Jesse's up there. He I'm hosted, not going to lie. Yeah, he's one of the greatest hosts of one of the best wrestling programs ever. Because of his ever. banter. Yeah. That's why I had this shirt made. This is a right. custom shirt that I had made. Right. Because I love these two. Yeah. Even my wife understands why we're down here doing this right now. Right. She was like, oh, he died? Yeah, she the was moment like, <laughs> you tell people who know us know. Yes. Like, we are the biggest marks for Bobby the Brain Heenan. And Gorilla, but obviously yeah. he's been gone a while. Right. This is the other half, you know, and it, Bobby Heenan once said, you know, I wish Monsoon was here. And now we can say, well, we wish you were both still here. Yeah. We're going to miss Bobby Heenan. Right. We've missed him for a long time, like you said, Quinn. Right. We haven't really had Bobby mm-hmm. Heenan in over 10 years anyway. Right. Because he can't talk. Yes. But we're still going to miss just knowing that he's there. Yeah. And um, and folks, if you want to reach us and let us know your Bobby Heenan thoughts, give us your feedback, your memories of the brain. Right. Do that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook group. Uh, just search our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Go to our website, OVPPodcast.com. Tomorrow... Uh, we will be doing our normal episode number 49. I want to reiterate, for those of you listening to this now, and maybe you're on OVP Overload, it's pre-taped, so we're going to be much more jovial in yes. that episode, mm-hmm. much less impromptu. There will be post-production, all the normal OVP hallmarks. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this impromptu live update and tribute to Bobby Heenan. I have nothing else to say other than I love Bobby Heenan as a performer. Yeah. Uh, every I love everything about Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's the he was he was the best. I I, I don't know he what else to best. say. There's like some people, you know, you can say he was the best. Of this he was the best. Of that Bobby was the best at everything. Like when it came to professional wrestling, he, he really was. was. He really he was. Really, really was all around performer. Forget wrestler in terms of the between the ropes. Mm-hmm. All around performer, he is one of the best you yep. will ever find. And we're going to miss him. We're definitely going to miss him. So that'll do it for this special tribute. We're not playing music. We are not going over the top with anything. Yep. We want to thank you for, for hanging in there with us. Uh, we went live as soon as we heard. Yep, and I'm, I think we went longer than we intended, but I mean, yeah, we Hell, did. it's Bobby the Brain Heenan. It's Bobby Heenan. I could go on for another two hours about how much I love the right. guy. Yeah. Feel free to let us know your thoughts. We will be happy to read them seriously. And yeah. For those of you that have been in the live chat on short notice, we appreciate you guys as well. Stay tuned for a much happier and much more, you know, continuity-wise episode 49 tomorrow. But we will miss the brain. Yep, we will. Uh, so, see ya. See ya, everybody. Have a good rest of your Sunday night. We will see you tomorrow.